0: For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Our chat system connects the Newcastle community with its public forums for supporters globally, as well as private chats with your mates. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, episode 170. I'm your host, Greg Coxel. A a nice, longer break. It's hard to just do this every week when your team just gets pummeled. It's hard to watch it, but then it's way harder to watch it and then talk about it. So, we're back. And we got a nice little international break to get us through, but... We're going to talk about, uh, we're not going to talk about any of the last two matches, <laughs> but we're going to talk about how much we just really disliked Steve Bruce, which if you listened to this podcast previously, you would not know that we weren't fans of him because we've obviously been staunch supporters of the greatest tactician we've ever known, Stephen Bruce, uh, Manchester United legend. So let's, let, we'll talk about that today. We'll talk about some other unfortunate events around Newcastle because it is just unfortunate at this point as we're tumbled down the Premier League. But first, and most important, we need to talk about the best damn coast in the land, soon to be Arizona native, Elijah Newsom. How are you? From the Southeast to the Southwest.
1: Yeah, um, I'm doing doing well. Uh I, I do want to mention that part of the reason we didn't record was just we both were stupid busy the past couple weeks. So um we I mean it helped that Newcastle stunk. I think we probably would have bit the bullet and made time for uh like and I'm being completely honest, we probably would have made time for the pod some some way somehow if we had beaten West Brom.
0: <laughs> or just one at all, or even a point.
1: Yeah, yeah if we yeah if we had won anything in the past couple like I don't know I just yeah uh, so um but yeah I, I'm excited to be here um I'm not gonna say I'm excited to talk about the current status of the club um I will say this there's there's it's slim to none but there's an outside chance Newcastle can go on some sort of run and put themselves in the running to at least like decide their own fate but it just it just seems... Like, it, it just seems like another mistake of the Ashley era. And that, that could be kind of his calling card. It's just, it has appeared that he is just not, he does not know when to fire someone. And like, you can, you can make an argument that Steve Bruce should have been fired like months ago. You, you can make that argument and, and no one's going to disagree with you. But now you are at a point where it is, it's too late to fire Steve Bruce. And honestly, like the, and the weird thing about it is that it's too late to fire Steve Bruce, but you still fire him. Um, Like, because the players are clearly done with him. They thought he was going to get fired. They've given up playing for him. They don't want to play for him. So it's like, you're like, your best chance of surviving. This is to simply fire him and hope that that lights a fire underneath the players because Him in his current form, like, there's no confidence in him. I mean, if I'm Calvin Wilson, if I'm Alan Say Maxman, there's no reason for me to rush back if Steve Bruce is going to sit there and basically admit to the world that, like, I I don't know what I'm doing. I just know that, like, if I have my my best guys out there, we have a chance to win. That's essentially what we've seen over the past couple weeks, and that's kind of been his response uh, when talking about players and injuries and things is essentially, like, yeah. I mean, you know, the state is not great right now, but like, you know, once we get ASM, Calum and Miggy back, like things are going to look better. Like whenever I can play Ryan alongside, uh, you know, ASM and Miggy, like things will be better, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, that just shows me that you, you are not confident in your own ability as a manager to manage your way out of what on paper is a solid team. Um, I think, I mean, if just clearly on paper, because, I, I mean, there's also the element of you don't want to uh, judge what you see on the pitch completely because of Steve Bruce. But it, it is it's, – it's tough um, because this, this team should not be relegated. It's, it's very similar to Watford and Bournemouth, Bournemouth of last year. Like, those teams were, were solid. They did not really deserve to get relegated uh, by any means. A lot of those players are players that would have walked into the Newcastle starting 11 would have walked into the starting 11 of a lot of mid-table teams but they got unlucky uh, and similar to kind of Newcastle right now it's injury bug hit them at the wrong times. Other teams got hot at the wrong time. Newcastle was one of those teams that got hot at the wrong time for Bournemouth and and Watford. Newcastle got hot, like right off the restart and essentially damn near secured safety before they could even pull themselves back into a relegation scrap. So um, it's, it's tough, but it does look like the writing might be on the wall for Newcastle. I mean, I still have faith that something could occur, but each week that faith sort of like fades into nothingness. Yeah. So I, there's
0: a couple of things I want to I want to dissect from this. So the first thing is the 538 relegation rankings is they no, have don't do this. us.
1: What's that? Don't do this.
0: Oh no, it's actually a little bit better. Uh, they have Fulham at 35 points, us at 36. But both teams have a 47% chance. So you flip the coin 100 times, 47% of them would say we're getting relegated. Not good. Uh, So it's literally uh, Sheffield has a greater than 99% chance. West Brom has greater than a 99% chance. Fulham and and Newcastle have 47% chance. And then Burnley has a 3% chance and Brighton has a 1% chance. So it's literally – it's it's the four of us. It's Newcastle, Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield are the teams that are in the relegation battle. So Steve Bruce talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, there's like seven teams looking over their shoulder. No, there's not. There's four, and three of them are going down. So um, – and we're one of those four. So uh, it's, it's a really dire situation, and you wouldn't expect the team to be in this, especially when we were on that hot streak or even – just after last year, you would not expect us to go to be this this far down. And our fixture list isn't favorable uh, by any means. So there's, there's a lot to talk about. We're going to get into it. The first thing I wanted to mention before we really dive into this is uh, it's more Elijah. Uh, oh, well, first I want to just give a little stat uh, and then I'll get into an Elijah-based news. The um, stat is that. We had West Brom that did not score, and that was an away match for Newcastle. Uh, it was a one nothing win against Manchester United and a 3 nothing win against Crystal Palace in December of 2013. It was the last time that Newcastle United has had successful cre- clean sheets on the road in the Premier League. Um, so at against Brighton, we were down 0-0 zero, 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 zero at halftime, so it was almost it was getting to the point where like Newcastle almost made history. It would be eight years since they've had back-to-back shutouts on the road, but then they ended up losing three to nothing. And it has now been 120 Premier League away fixtures without back-to-back clean sheets. That was my stat that I wanted to at least mention. But the first thing I wanted to really get into uh and, and we won't spend a lot of time on this because a lot of this will be on steve steve versus newcastle but shout out Stephen glass steven yeah, glass got his job as aberdeen's manager elijah take it from here this is more way more relevant to you than it is to me
1: yeah it's, it's a weird yeah, i wouldn't say it's a weird hire uh Scottish premier league is one of those leagues where it truly it legitimately is a two-team league so it's like they're like he will his like if he doesn't do well there no one's like his career's not over as a manager but um i i we talked about this last year he kind of came into a very damn near impossible situation uh and had to take over for a very uh, i don't know a, i wouldn't say a, a, a yeah a struggling Atlanta United team under Frank DeBoer, who wow turns out Frank DeBoer's not a good manager because uh, Netherlands, they stink under Frank de Boer. They are so bad. Oh they lost gosh.
0: their uh, World Cup qualifying match today against Turkey. This is uh, Wednesday. Yeah, uh, that we're recording this. So yeah, so not a good start there. Lost to they, they Turkey.
1: They um they have they've had like a ton of very similar to Atlanta United. They've had a ton of games where they have a lot of possession, but they literally cannot create like consistently good chances to save their life and when you can't do that and it's an unattractive style of play people aren't going to be happy um wow that's kind of related to our current topic but um anyway uh so glassy took over and he was decent uh there's a lot of Atlanta united fans that are taking this a little bit too seriously like i don't know if he deserved the job like dude he literally walked into an impossible situation where there was like an injury crisis and a pandemic riddled season, and he, like, I don't know, I don't know what you're expecting, but he's taking over his average at Aberdeen, which is a partner club for yeah. United. So that's actually pretty cool. If anything, it helps Atlanta United because they can actually send guys out on loan there or bring guys in on loan from Aberdeen, all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Glassy, uh, shout out to Andy, former uh, coming up Newcastle writer, who asked me literally like two days ago, Yo, can you? reconnect me with with steven glass we were supposed to do an interview but then he got the in lane united job and i was like oh yeah cool send the guy a message and then literally next day he's announced his aberdeen manager i was like dude i guess every time andy reaches out to, to steven glass he gets a new job so maybe he'll work his way up to the newcastle job at some point yeah
0: yeah, working his way. So uh, one more little bit piece of news. Well, not little. This is big news. Before we really just dive in fully to see Bruce is Isaac Hayden. Um, so Newcastle United uh, confirms that Isaac Hayden will be done for the rest of the season from a knee damage that he had on Saturday uh, against Brighton. Uh, so he stretched it off. And scans have confirmed the severity of the injury, but they said no operation will be needed. Um, So really, really tough news, which adds to this potential 47% relegation chance uh, that we have currently. Elijah, your thoughts on losing Hayden and who shall replace him uh, outside of Jeff Hendrick?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's I don't know. I, yeah, I get, like, it. I get it. it. There, there is no, there's no other ball winning defensive midfielder like at the club, and then essentially who came in as a sort of a pseudo backup defensive midfielder in uh, in Fabian Cher. He's obviously not playing the season as well. I think Bruce will probably naturally go with Jeff Hendrick. Which is unfortunate because he's not a great defender. Um he he's he's good at passing the ball side to side and backwards. Um, I mean, at this point, you got nothing to lose with like trying Maddie out there. Honestly, the best solution might be to uh switch to a formation that does not require a defensive midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Um I was gonna say so, so you might need to go to a a flat 442 or or like uh maybe but, a a 433 with like two central midfielders and a cam like I don't know what you would do there or yeah, my only
0: my only issue with that is we we would need in order to do that we would need a manager that would be tactically sound. It's uh, true. So we might uh, not be able to pull that off.
1: Yeah, we also could see the return of the back five. That seems like also a viable solution to losing mm. your best defensive midfielder. Probably be go to the back five, especially against Tottenham. So, um, and that's who we play next, right? Pretty sure. Um, yeah, yeah, we so, play
0: Tottenham um, the uh, on Sunday.
1: So yeah, wait, this Sunday? Ah, uh, no, Sunday the. Okay, the fourth. What? The fourth. Yeah. Oh, Easter. Yeah he is risen newcastle might rise from the the, the grave of relegation there's um, a take there's a take. <laughs> there's a take right there we'll uh save that one clip it uh but yeah um yeah i don't know what you do in that situation it's it's another nightmare issue for steve bruce um the fortunate news is that he might have asm and tom wilson back but we've seen that even then uh it's and, and I don't know. With the back five, you may be able to squeeze out some goals with Cal Wilson. Um, because it seems like he's he only needs three chances a match to put one away. So we'll see. It's uh it's a tough situation to be in, man. It really yep. is.
0: Yeah. So let's uh two things I want to mention with Steve Bruce. We're moving forward now. Is uh on Sunday following the Brighton destruction that happened. Uh, A ton of media reports came out, said Steve Bruce will remain as the manager of Newcastle United. Uh, Keith Downey reported on Sky that Mike Ashley intends to stick by Steve Bruce despite last night's horror show at Brighton. Loud calls for Bruce to be sacked are falling on deaf ears from the Newcastle owner, Mike Ashley, wants to repay Bruce's
1: loyalty. Um, Not sure... Yeah, What does that mean? Yeah, like, what, like, it's his job. That's like being like your boss is like, Hey, if you're, if, if, if if Greg, who is a recruiter, sucked at recruiting, and his boss is like, We're not going to fire you, Greg, even though you're terrible at your job because you're loyal to the company. And it's like, That's great. Like, what, what, how would he not be loyal to the company? Like, I don't know. That's, that's very, like, what would Steve Bruce be doing that's not loyal to Newcastle right now? If anything, he's being unloyal to Newcastle by continuing to play this awful brand of football and existing at the club. If anything, that's a slap in the face to Mike Ashley himself. So, what a weird and bizarre reason.
0: You know, you know what I think is going to happen? This is my hot take. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Not only could Newcastle – like, let's just say Newcastle gets relegated. Steve Bruce stays the manager. Because oh, yeah. of his championship record,
1: oh yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Okay, all right. I'm glad we're on that page.
1: <laughs> well, and, and it's it's actually a bit ridiculous considering the teams he left while they were in the championship went on to be much better. And like, and like, Aston Villa got promoted when he after he left. Sheffield Wednesday is decent. Like, gosh, it's yeah, yeah. It 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 legit. It it defies all logic because it's at a certain point. And, it, and we've all known Mike Ashley is not – he's not – he does not know how to operate a football club in the sense of, like, he does not really pay attention to football itself. So he's just not – He I don't know. He doesn't get it. So it's like this is another example of that where it's like you're sticking with this guy because his record in the championship, not realizing that, like, that's a really outdated statistic for you yeah. to do. It's like – I don't know. It's like being like, ah, yes, I'm going to – uh yeah, like, I don't know. I'm going to buy a Hummer because they looked cool. And it's like, yeah, dude, news, news out on Hummer. Like you also, it's a terrible investment and you spend like 60 bucks a day on gas. Like it's common knowledge that we've moved on from Hummer technology and the idea of having a Hummer. But if you stick on to the fact that in 2005 Hummers were cool, then like, I don't know what to tell you. Like you're obviously not paying attention to what's going on in, in the year 2021. So, um, That was a very American reference. I don't know if they had Hummers in the UK. That seemed like a very American car. Definitely a very
0: American car, for sure. That is,
1: like, straight up. I don't think anyone in the world asked for a Hummer. And Mm. America was like, we know what we need, Hummers. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh,
0: The next thing with Steve Bruce that we need to talk about is the Craig Hope article from the Mail.
1: Oh, yes. So
0: the Mole... Uh, Craig Holt's mole, uh, so he's, uh, Steve Bruce scheduled six days off from nine, um, despite the fact that they got destroyed by Brighton, Uh, so Sports Mail revealed that players were increasingly concerned about the amount of days off they were being given, uh, despite the fact that they were fighting for survival, Uh, and they're no longer surprised among the entire group, and they that the fact that they only trained three days this, this past week, uh, the players were off on Monday and on Sunday and will return to their training on Tuesday. Um, so they won't train for three days after the game, but uh, they're also going to get four days off over this coming weekend. But the players also said they're used to this and they're used to just training themselves. Like the players are training themselves because like, this is what they're used to now so like it's just oh my gosh it's like i mean c bruce is cashing in paychecks he's at least like he's making more money than he did last year did not do a good job last year he's the least paid manager in the premier league for sure but he's making good money so he's just chilling my man's chilling out here uh the source said the players are used to doing their own training by now. They're not surprised by this schedule. Let's uh, let's dive in here. What do you what do you think about this?
2: Think this would first...
0: not happen in America. Like you would be fired immediately if you did this in America for sure. Oh yeah, um... you would be fired imme- like effective
1: immediately. Steve, uh, uh, man, uh, I I don't. Uh... I think the last time we talked about uh, this training fiasco, our last episode was right after the Matt Ritchie thing. And that was the first time we heard about these crazy days off. I mentioned that my, my cousin practices more than Newcastle right now. (laughs) And that still holds true. Like I, I, my cousin has soccer practice four times a week. He has tournament this weekend. he has got four practices next week. And like my cousin is like, in an academy, he's not at like the highest level. He's at like the second highest level, but still like everyone in his age group. And he, again, he's 11 years old. Everyone in his age group practices like three to four times a week. And so um, it's a bit concerning when youth soccer teams are practicing three to four times a week. Um, college soccer teams in in the States, Syracuse men's soccer, they're practicing, I think at this point every day, except for one. Uh, so which I guess is also like four times a week. Um, so I don't know. I, like, what What are you supposed to say to that? I, it's just, and again, it reeks of management, not understanding like what is important in in, in soccer or in football or in sports in general. Um, if you don't have a pulse on how the players feel, or if you have a pulse and you're not listening, um, you're not doing your job as a sporting director or as a general manager, or whatever the role is, it's essentially the person who oversees, all sporting operations at a club if you don't have a pulse on how the locker rooms do if you don't have a pulse on like what the manager's play style and his ideas are and what he wants to do like you did a terrible job interviewing the manager interviewing the coach like yeah. i can sit down right now and tell you you know every gm in the nfl every gm in the nba every sporting director in the premier league they hired their coaches for a reason and it, they were attracted by the vision the coach cast and the play style and things that they that that they want to bring in. You hear about some of the interviews that go on for like head coaching jobs in football, in, in soccer, and basketball. And you hear about how like the managers have to talk about their tactics, what they want to do, how they're going to use certain players. And right now it seemed like Newcastle literally called up Steve Bruce and said, Hey, are you available? <laughs> and he said, I can be. And they said, Okay, how do we get you here? And he said, I've got this issue with Sheffield. You're going to have to pay them. And then that, that's what happened. <laughs> that, that, that's essentially what happened. There was no thought into like what he did. And it's insane to come from uh, like a manager who had to essentially come to the club with a vision in order for them to hire him <clears throat> and Rafa Benitez to go into a manager who clearly has no vision, no idea what he's doing. And this is another example of it. Like why in this day and age are you not practicing more than a few times a week? And, I get it from Steve Bruce's perspective. I truly do because he's had terrible injury luck and he's listening to his physios, but at a certain point, if the players want it and you have the depth to do it, there's no reason you shouldn't be training more than more than three times, especially more than three times in nine days. Goodness me. Uh, if not, if not training, at least at a minimum walkthroughs, like you got to do something like to work on something like, and I get it. You, there's not much to change for player ability. Like, yeah. But everything else, you could work on.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, co- uh, one thing I want to mention is uh, from that Craig Hope article, there's a feeling among some of the squad that the manager wants to be sacked. With the performance at Brighton, the biggest indicator yet, that he has lost the support of the dressing room. Bruce played without a recognized striker. Tolentin was deployed on the wing and he left center forwards Dwight Gale and Andy Carroll on the bench as unused substitutes. That pair stormed down the tunnel at full time and did not reappear for the usual post-match workout. Club staff are well aware that that a section of players want to see a change of boss, but they are working on understanding that Ashley will not sack Bruce, who has insisted he will not resign. Newcastle have won two matches in 20 and are two points outside of the relegation zone with nine nine matches remaining. Some players believe Bruce is Bruce's position is untenable and are confused and concerned by the owner's stance. The fact that another four days off have been penciled in for this weekend has only added to the feeling, among some, that Bruce has lost faith in the players. However, a club source said the scheduling of training has been taken with the mental and physical well-being of players in mind. It is hoped... Days off will ease the pressure and can be a positive, positive ahead of the return action to home against Spurs a week on Sunday. Newcastle also have six players away on international duty, but only three of those started against Brighton. It just doesn't make sense. That decision-making. Um, we're going to take a break, quick break. Hmm. And then we're going to talk more about this. Yeah. Right. After this. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Don't settle for an old Gmail address. Show your true colours with your personalised toonarmy.com email address to use in-app or on the web. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. OK, Elijah. I, I left a little bit of a cliffhanger leaving leading the... Rest of that Craig Hope article out. Um, My first question is I have two questions. One is Is Steve Bruce the worst manager in Newcastle United history? And the second question is If he manages the rest of the season, will Newcastle United get relegated? First
1: question I think it's a yes. Not even because of like tactics, but I think just the way that he's represented the club as a whole, like things that he's oh, that's actually a
0: great point.
1: Like, he's he's berated man, he's berated the press. He openly uses his platform to essentially bully Craig Hope. Yeah, he banned the press for a brief period of time because they kept asking questions of him that were valid questions. At that point, I mean, Newcastle hadn't won games in like fourteen matches, and they're asking like, "What are you doing tactically?" And he's like, "I can't take it anymore," and had the press banned. And of course, like, yeah, don't don't look into it too much. Don't say, "Oh, well, it was the club who 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 banned the the uh, the written journalist from or took took away the written journalist section." They don't do that unless the manager asks them to do. Like, Lee, uh, trust me, uh, Lee, uh, what's his name, Lee Charlie does not care like what the press is saying to Steve Bruce at all. Like he doesn't even read the papers. So like, unless like Steve Bruce had to have asked for that. I, I just, I don't know. You got to connect the dots there. And so I think that alone. And, and, and like in the beginning, it was funny. Like the how's the bacon, all that stuff. It was funny because there was not that immediate threat. Um, there were still frustrations, but now that like he does the same type of stuff and doesn't accept responsibility for anything I I just find it hard to find a manager who didn't at some point like take responsibility for something or reason with the media. Like I've never seen a a manager of any kind, especially in Newcastle really like go out of his way to, to not accept blame, to blame players, blame other staff, get mad at the media for asking questions, uh, get mad at the fans. Um, and, like, it's crazy to get mad at fans when, like, the fans aren't even at the stadium to berate you. Like, it's one thing where you're like, ah, oh, the fans need to chill and you're, like, getting hit in the head with cabbages. Like, that's sure, whatever. But, like, there's no one in the stands. So, like, y- if you want to block out the noise from fans, you, you can, and you're just choosing not to. Um, and then you add into this situation that, like, his son is just on Twitter <laughs> Berating people and and trying to defend his father and things like that. It's just it's a it's a recipe for disaster. So I do think he's he's probably the worst manager Newcastle's had. Um, and simply and and like and even the story of how you get him is just ridiculous. He leaves Sheffield Wednesday, um, and you pay Sheffield Wednesday uh, six million pounds for <laughs> for for this man who he had already deserted Sheffield Wednesday partially going into that season. And and then like he's your clearly not your first choice manager. So it's just like everything about the Steve Bruce saga has been. This is probably one of the worst managers in Newcastle history. And I do think like record aside. Like there is a big I do think the out the off the pitch stuff plays a big factor here in my decision for him to be the worst manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And, and he says like he's never go- he's not going to walk away from a job. And he, he's done that, though. Like he's he's resigned or left seven out of yeah. eleven teams. Yeah. He's he's managed. So it's like that's, that's like
0: fact. He, that is literally fact.
1: Like it's it's yeah, like I don't know what to tell you. If you don't believe me, like literally just go to his Wikipedia or something. I don't know what to tell you. Um, and so it's like uh it's very and and not in good ways either. Like a lot of them have been really ugly breakups of him just resigning absurdly or abruptly, like he resigned. During like after before you could make plans for Sheffield Wednesday's transfers like and he demanded that, you know, they not do any business in January and things like that. And it, it was is it a mess, dude. um Anyway. If he's still the manager, will Newcastle get relegated? There's an 80 percent chance that yes, they mm-hmm. will. um There's a 20 percent. 80 percent chance Newcastle <laughs> get relegated if Steve Bruce is the manager. All right, so let me
0: uh, Well, finish your
1: point and then I have one more. I'll have a 2A question for you. Okay, 20% chance, meaning like Newcastle go this improbable run. But there's nothing right now, and for me, you know me, I'm huge on losing the locker room. So, like, if you lose the locker room, you're already at such a disadvantage. It's one thing if the team sucks and they're playing for the manager. That's Bur- that's Bournemouth last year. Like, the team, they were not performing well but they wanted to win for Eddie Ho Ho or who, or how, I don't know how to say his name. They wanted to win. They wanted to still play for Eddie. Like they were, it was genuinely like disappointing to see him walk away. And the fans were upset and, and, but everyone understood, but with Steve Bruce, the players don't even want to play for him. Um, If anything, you're, you're banking on the fact that the players want to keep their paychecks. And ultimately like you have, as a player, you have to make a decision. Like, is it even worth it? You look at, Genie Wijnaldum and Andros Townsend in, in the relegation season. It's like they made the decision it wasn't worth it, and it worked out well for both of them. I mean, Jeannie Wijnaldum, I mean, won Champions League and won the Premier League after leaving Newcastle. So I think that's a question that if you're ASM, if you're Callum Wilson, you're, you're, you're Miguel Amarone, I mean, even to an extent, like Javi Manquillo at this point, he can go back to Spain and walk into a, Europe, a Europa League uh, Spanish team as a fullback. Like Fabian Cher can probably play in La Liga or play in Germany or even move around to another Premier League team. Like, is it even worth you, you know, putting in all the effort knowing that you're likely going to be fine if the team goes down? Like you personally will be fine. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough. And I mean, the the only thing that like Newcastle fans have going for them is that it genuinely does seem like guys like ASM and Miggy uh, love love the fan base but guys like ryan fraser ryan fraser should he he already showed his colors with Bournemouth. like that dude had to checked out of newcastle two months ago yeah um yep. so, so i mean i don't know what's your uh 2a
0: 2a is if steve bruce gets fired after losing the next match does the new manager get us to promotion or our safety
1: Again, it, it depends on who it is. If it's, if, I honestly think if Graham Jones is at the helm, simply because there's familiarity with the system and and there's adjustments I'm sure he wants to make that he hasn't been able to make because he's been, I don't know, prevented from making them by Steve Bruce or whatever. Yeah, I maybe. Uh, I mean, we also it's hard to understand how good of a manager Graham Jones is. He was he was given a really. Crappy situation when he was given his first managerial job. He's 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 a tactician. And Wait, we'll get was, into that.
0: We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah,
1: okay. So so yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. I, I I but I do think like in again, it does depend on who you bring in. Could Rafa Benitez save this team? I, I don't know. He couldn't save the team the last time. So and I mean, again, Which, not as great uh,
0: talent. He, he had ten games. Now we have nine.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. To and you and know. really, realistically, Steve Bruce wouldn't get fired until you have eight games left. So <laughs> like yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh but what's your what's your thing? Uh I don't I'd love to hear just real quick your answers to ones and twos and twos A. Two A. Uh
0: what was one again?
1: I don't know. <laughs> what was one? So two is Yes, I think uh, – Oh, whoa. One was is, – is was one was Steve Bruce the worst manager of all time for Newcastle? Oh, yeah.
0: So I, I said no with this. I think John Carver was. But John
1: Carver only had a 10-match sample size. Um, and two, also John Carver acknowledged he was out of his depth. Well, yeah, that also helps. And Steve Bruce – Worst Bruce manager uses, of all time. <laughs> yeah, but but also – but Steve Bruce is clearly out of his depth and just does not acknowledge that. And I think that's even worse. Is like I don't know,
0: like I mean I, I see your point, but like it doesn't make him the worst manager ever.
1: Like he is our manager. What was, but what was John Carver's ten games record?
0: Uh, let me look. Because it
1: right. two wins in twenty is a bad stretch, and then the second worst Newcastle stretch was also Steve Bruce. So it's like, remember Newcastle had an awful stretch at the beginning of Steve Bruce's tenure, which was like. Two wins in like twelve or something like that.
0: Yeah, uh, let's see.
2: Ooh,
1: sorry, the Hawks are playing. Okay, yeah
0: oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Never mind. He had. He, well, he had three wins, four draws, and thirteen losses.
1: So he had a better
0: run 15% of his matches.
1: But he had a better run than Steve Bruce, is what I'm seeing. But he's won
0: 15%, which is worse than Steve Bruce. Well, not in this two for 20, but
1: but like that's a similar number, though. Was that 13 losses? What was it? 13 losses, four wins, four draws, and three Mm -hmm. wins. So you're you're pretty close. Like if you were to add if you were to add those last couple matches to Steve Bruce's tenure, Yo, he what had, are you?
0: Lo- you're looking at very similar numbers. He has a career thirty five point four percent win record. That's, that's not great. Ammonia, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Toronto FC leads. Toronto FC. He managed forty matches for Toronto, and he had a thirty percent winning percentage.
1: What a wild hire for Toronto. Like what would lead them to uh, from be February high of 08 to April of 09. And co- coincidentally, after that, Toronto became one of the best MLS teams for like well, not after that, but like five years after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, you know.
1: That was the longest
0: tenure he's had as a manager. He's never managed over 40 matches for a club. Not surprising for
1: MLS and <laughs> which like, is literally one odds. season. Yeah. That's so bad. That's so that bad. Is bad. That's so bad. Um uh, but it's it's crazy though, because you feel like Steve Bruce should have been fired already, though. Like oh yeah, yeah. So totally. it's weird because it's like part of what makes Steve Bruce like maybe not the worst manager in that regard is that he just hasn't been fired. Yeah, or he should have been fired and just wasn't. So, so like let's get into my last question then. Okay. Let's say oh wait, relegation percentage. Real quick. Oh, me? Under Steve Bruce. Yeah.
0: If, if he remains? Yeah. 75. Yeah. You said he it's 75.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 it's up there. Yeah. And, and again, like, I think both of us are under the impression that, like, the only way he doesn't is that Newcastle have an improbable run of results, which, again, mm-hmm. is always possible and has been the case the past four years. You never know. Yeah. But, like, that's holding on to a very, very thin line of, like, hope. But anyway, yep. let's uh let's keep it moving. All right, this is
0: our last question, then we can we can leave after this. But my last question is let's say we get pummeled against Spurs, say it's four or five nil like a massacre, and Ashley decides to, to call it quits. Who would you say would be our candidates to become the next manager at Newcastle United? Oh
1: uh, man, um. Uh, Graham Jones is definitely out yep. there. I think I he think has to
0: be one of the first ones. Yep,
1: that's that's probably number one. Um, I'm trying to think, probably Eddie Ho or who? How? Yeah. Hey. hey, hi, ho. Um, I, I'm also thinking realistically for like Newcastle want like I don't know uh maybe Chris Wilder as well which I think that's an outside chance uh, no but, I
0: think uh yeah, I think
1: yeah how, how, how clo- how Chris Wilder is
0: unemployed so
1: yeah and I know he's close to but I know he's there's been links to Celtic and things like that but he I think I think a lot of us would say Chris Wilder's still a, I mean he's a better manager than Steve Bruce obviously yeah um Graham Jones, Eddie Ho, Chris Wilder, Rafa is definitely going to be a name that would be thrown around. Whether or not he would is a different question, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's a weird question to answer because for Rafa, it's very much a um, one. There's some other art. There's other jobs that could open up for Rafa for sure. Um, he does mention he wanted to be in the Premier League. I don't know what that would look like. Blah blah. blah. Um, but, but to uh, there's the outside chance that if Rafa's promised that if he keeps the team up, he gets to be the guy under a new regime, which is not completely out of the question. But again, that's also, that there's a lot of like uncertainty there. And if I'm Rafa Nites, there's no reason for me to take this job unless he was that moved by the fan base in Newcastle that he wants to be back in here and you have to pay him a buttload and um, maybe outside chance, uh, like really outside chance Maybe Marco Silva. Because he's available. Outside, yeah. Um, but uh yeah, uh Mark Hughes. I think I wanna, I'm trying to let me pull up the article. I know one of I think Alex Pacetti actually wrote about this.
0: Yeah, so, I think so. For me, there's three. It's Graham, it's uh Chris Wilder, and it's Sean Dyes. Why Sean
1: little... Deich? What's that? He said Sean Deich? Yeah. Okay, but like, how would we? How would that happen?
0: I mean, it's just that's the three people I could see that would be somewhat convinced to come to Newcastle. Uh, well, Wilder because he's um, like he's available. Dyche has been notoriously uh, loyal to Burnley. Like, I think it's been like ten years now, um, but. Burnley. I mean, Newcastle is way bigger than Burnley, and I think Dice probably is getting to the point. It's like, okay, Burnley's becoming the same thing. Maybe I can turn Newcastle into something. Like Dice has proven he's a good manager. It's weird because Dice, I feel like, could be like. I mean, he's kept Burnley like in good standing, so I just feel like,
1: yeah. And, and I think the weird thing with Dice is that, it, like, how much of Dice being this solid defensive team that like pulls you into matches and can be unattractive at times. It's simply due to the talent they have, where it's like yeah. that team is constructed to essentially be what Sam Allardyce loves, which is like, it is going to be a four-four-two team. They have essentially yeah. two strikers that are just absolute. They're the best of both worlds where like they can poach and they're good in the air. Like, it's just like very weird situation for yeah. them. And it's like, I'd be curious to see what would Dice do with an ASM or a MIGGY yeah. or like a Callum Wilson and it's like would we see a more expansive team because like you don't really need to i wouldn't say you don't want really, you don't need to go all in on defensive solidity but like you still want to but it's it's definitely it's definitely a little bit open more open up yeah i i don't know i i think the thing with wilder that would would push that i think would be a big like deterring factor for him is that the reason he left sheffield was that he asked for three signings and they said, no, Mm -hmm. they just didn't make any signings. And so, uh, that's, I don't know. It's weird because if you pay attention to Newcastle and you're a hot young manager and you're coming in like that would be, that would be a, a red flag for you because like, if you look at Newcastle, it's never been really up to the manager to decide like signings as of recent. Like sure. Steve Bruce wanted to bring in Callum Wilson, but I feel like so did the upper brass Like they knew they needed a striker. They ignored the issue for a while. And, you know, there's still some value that could be had on Callum Wilson, Linton, ASM. Those were not Steve Bruce signings. I don't know why people still try to associate him with those signings. The Steve Bruce signings have really been uh, like Andy Carroll, maybe Ryan Fraser, um, Jeff Hendrick, I think those are players that Steve Bruce has identified as guys that he wants, and they fit the mold that he wants. And maybe he also definitely Callum Wilson, but I also think that like Callum Wilson would have been someone that Newcastle went after uh, because you, you he's good, and it was almost like he was not available two years ago, uh, so um, there was no chance Newcastle were going to go after him. Uh, and so yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Dyche is an interesting one. I don't, I just, I don't know why he would take the Newcastle job. Like knowing that he's secure with Burnley um right now. Like I see, I could see him if Bruce gets fired this summer taking the job. And that's a whole different question. Um
0: Yeah, that yeah. would that would just depend on so much. Yeah. Well yeah. Elijah, that that's it for me.
1: Okay. Well, you said you wanted to mention something about Graham Jones later and then you then we just did Oh well
0: that was it. Like that he was part of like he he could be a potential, but like the name the names of, of managers are like Graham Jones is the smallest name by far. And is he probably good enough to manage the Premier League? No, definitely not. But he's an obvious choice to be the next successor should Steve Ruth be fired. I just don't think it's realistic. I think uh, even Ashley smart enough to realize that like it's probably not a fit.
1: You're 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 giving you're giving Mike Ashley too much credit. Remember, it was it also it was, be very true. <laughs> it was rumored Graham Jones was not going to join this staff uh, unless he was guaranteed that he wouldn't be fired alongside Steve Bruce, mm. which leads me to believe that, like, if Steve Bruce is fired, Graham Jones is next. And I think both of them know that. I also want to give Graham Jones the benefit of the doubt because he literally had to manage a league one side in a championship and they did not have funds to yeah. do what he wanted to do or make signings or even compete. So it was like, it didn't matter who was managing that team. It was going to be bad. And I think he jumped. I think he probably should have waited to jump at his first opportunity to manage a team. Yeah. Um, I think that that was a mistake that he made. I just think like you, if you're going to be a manager, like, I don't know, especially with the talent that he was used to working with. I mean, he's coming from the Belgian national team. He was an assistant at Everton. Like he's, he's so tact. like, I don't know. He's so, so used to a type of quality of player like that, that's just a it's a tough look to to go to a essentially a league one team that's competing in a much difficult much more difficult championship than it was ten years ago, or even when Newcastle was playing. Yeah. uh it, it's it's just so much harder to win in a championship. So yeah, uh I don't know. It it will be Graham Jones, but I would be curious to see if Graham Jones, if he would even keep Newcastle up, if he if he would keep the job. I think at that point he would be relegated to an assistant role, and you have to bring someone else in. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, it's We're talking about this, but it doesn't matter because we know Steve Bruce isn't going to get fired. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be so annoying because you know what's going to happen, dude. I'm guaranteeing it. Either Newcastle gets – like you said, either Newcastle gets relegated and Steve Bruce is the manager in the championship or Newcastle goes some improbable run and, like, they stay in the ch- – and then we have to go through this cycle all over again next season. And so it's, could- it's actually a lose-lose situation for all Newcastle yeah. fans.
0: It literally is. <laughs> All right, Elijah. Well, this is going to conclude episode 170 of CHN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Troxel. That's the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. And we will see you uh, after the international break.
1: Yeah, probably. I don't think yeah. we have anything scheduled um, for international break
2: this time.
0: Yeah. So we'll see you after the break. Cool and summer, we'll talk to y'all soon. Let's get some wins. Let's not go down to the championship on, and play a lot. At Love you
2: guys. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I made as well have bean in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the club again. I'll pray the dark it's in St. James's Park If the galley gets in the rain I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Jody, And to live in Jodyland. land Some people think we're bawdy And we're hard to understand And they say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough the people in the big fat city Haven't had it off as I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound In me mother saying, hey, how are I'm coming home The old blind busker who stands at Fenix Door. He plays a mean accordion. You've all seen him there before. And I love the Jody Heroes. There's so many famous names like Lindisfarne and Gaza, Brendan Foster and the at Games. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I may as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog it's in St. James's Park, at the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home, Newcastle, you can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of the River tide I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound In me mother i here seen how we I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog, in James's Park At the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home